welcome to another chapter of Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast, where we give you a deeper look into your favorite Christian authors and the inspirations, research, and methodology that goes into writing the books you love to read. Here's your host, Jamie Vaughn. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Vaughn with Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ravel, a division of Baker Publishing Group. Today's guest is Joanna Davison Politano, who just released her newest book called The Lost Melody. Hi, Joanna. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me here, Jamie. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about this book? Sure. This book is a mix of mental health and music. So it's set in a Victorian asylum, and mm-hmm. I kind of delve into the beginnings of music therapy as a practice Oh wow. um, back 50 or so years ago. Uh, so it was an interesting mix of different things. Okay. So your lead um, protagonist is um, Vivian, and I would love to hear what inspired you to write her. Well. When I set out with this asylum book in mind, uh, I felt like I had painted myself into kind of a corner because it was a dark setting and a dark topic. So I needed to contrast it with something really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And one of the most beautiful things I could think of that would have existed in Victorian England was music. So my my, my heroine, Vivian, is a concert pianist. And she took it even further than that. And she just thinks in terms of music. It's Mm -hmm. every sound that she hears, she kind of synthesizes into a song, Um, the chaos she makes into harmony, a little bit like the movie August Rush. Mm -hmm. Um, And every person, every setting has sort of a background music that describes the, you know, just the nuances of their personality and and things like that. Um, So that was a lot of fun to have her character um, kind of come into this really dark place and look through her music lens at everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, did you write that? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say that's kind of where she came from as a character, just the desire to put in something beautiful. Oh, wow. So did you write uh, any kind of music to go with it? Like release a CD companion? (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) Oh, I wish I had that kind of talent. No, Um, I I created a playlist, which I have posted on YouTube and my channel. Wow. Okay. Um, And so it's just basically a collection of classical pieces list and Bach and things like that, that, you know, anything she mentioned went in that playlist. And I was listening to that playlist as I wrote it. And so it was very inspirational. And I definitely played a lot of piano, but nothing that I, I've never written music myself. Gotcha. So what kind of research goes into writing something about music theory and, you know, and the mental health um, issues that, that were facing the characters? (laughs) Quite a bit of research, honestly. I didn't know what had existed of music therapy back then um, because it's not something that's been around in its current form, at least for, you know, hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of, it was just burgeoning. They were just picking up on what they could do with music and how it affected chronic pain and things like that. Um, So I found a man who had started this movement and I read everything I could about him and everything, all his research and what he had done Um, I found a lot of pamphlets and news articles that he had published in the Victorian era. Um, So I really got a taste for how people looked at it and what what was going on, what research was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was for the music therapy part. I also did a lot of research on current music therapy and the science behind it. Mm 
Um, a lot of people think of it as almost like a, a bubble bath for the senses. It calms you down. Music will calm you down. But it's so much more than that. There's so much more um, interaction and brain activity and things like that. It's so fascinating. So there was that research and looking into asylums in the Victorian era and blowing through a lot of misconceptions um, about what was going on back then. And then also the mental health aspect. Um, I have very close personal interaction with certain mental health conditions, but not all of them. So I really had to research and try to walk in the shoes more than anything of people that were experiencing things that I have never encountered before. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do justice to their struggle. Um, I didn't want to make light of it. So I was very careful to talk to a lot of people and read a lot of things and um, really pray about it and just try to dive into the heart of things. So what are your underlying themes for the book? Well, um, one of the main themes is light versus darkness. I really wrestled with how dark this book was. I write what's considered gothic fiction, but I really don't go that dark. So this was difficult for me to write a book that was set in a really dark and kind of discouraging place. Um, so I fought it for a long time and tried to lighten it up. And I really felt God sort of inviting me into um, more of a contrast because you can see the light. It's like, you know, walking with a flashlight in daylight, you don't see it. Mm -hmm. But when you turn the lights out, there it is. Right. Um, so I had to be okay with some darker parts so that um, the light that, that God really wanted to bring out would stand out. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the themes. And then the other one is, um, you know, we all kind of find ourselves in circumstances of other people's making or, you know, just life circumstances that we never would have chosen. Mm -hmm. uh, dreams get derailed, um, plans change. Um, we find ourselves saddled with responsibilities we didn't want, um, just things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but there's so much freedom within those constraints rather than leaving and finding our perfect happiness. Um, there's only so much you can lock up about our personality and who we are. So even if we're in an asylum or in a you know, prison, there's so much freedom being in Christ, mm -hmm. no matter what the circumstance. So I talked a little bit about Paul being under house arrest and he was still Paul. He was right. still writing and encouraging and um, preaching Christ. So my heroine had to really wrestle with giving up what she had in mind for her life and come to grips with where she was instead and take who she was and just, instead of just surviving what she was doing, like really living out who she was in this setting. Okay. So those were my main themes. I'm fully not a plotter. Okay. <laughs> I've tried so hard to plot books. Um, I think it was my fourth book. I tried, I spent months on a an outline and I really just fleshed it out and thought about it and prayed about it and poured a lot into it. And I had to scrap the whole thing because it didn't work after the first chapter. Um, it, it's harder to write without an outline. It's There's a lot more rewriting and a lot of, I don't know where I'm going, a lot of deleting. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, I, I'm not ever happy with the way the story goes otherwise. I just have to let it unfold organically. And I think God doesn't let us get away with doing something that's easy. Mm -hmm. He, you know, will invite us into something that's maybe a little more challenging. Results 
a little bit more dependent on him as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a, a wrestling match a little bit with an empty page sometimes, mm -hmm. but it's the, the stories unfold organically and they just end up being better as a result. Okay, great. So what's next for you? Coming up next, um, not anytime too soon, but in the upcoming uh, year and a half, I think from now, um, there will be a book on the silent movie era. And okay. so like the Edwardian, early Edwardian period, um, back before they were like feature length, like, you know, three minute little film clips. And after that, I have uh, kind of a book about gadgety inventions and things like that in this manor house and the girl who inherits all of this. Okay. That sounds cool. So everyone, if you like this chapter of the Christian Fiction Bookshelf podcast, make sure to hit subscribe below. And Joanna, thank you so much for stopping by and seeing us today and talking to us about the lost melody. And everyone go out and get it wherever you buy books, buy local as you can, but wherever is fine. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf podcast. Stay up to date on all things Christian fiction at familyfiction.com. Christian Fiction Bookshelf is produced by Ross Kluver, hosted by Jamie Vaughn, and edited by Brandon Woolham. Subscribe today wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss a chapter.